0: Does your partner wanna solve problems or win arguments? What can you do if you feel trapped in a relationship? And how can you challenge your partner to step out of a victim mindset? In today's coaching call, I talk with a man who's got business challenges, two daughters, and a divorce to finalize. He's at a pivotal point in his life as a man, and in this conversation, we choose to focus on the challenges he's facing with his new girlfriend. We use his anxiety as a doorway to deal with nice guy syndrome, and we address his people pleasing in order to create a pathway to the wholeness and the relationship he truly wants. What you're about to hear is an actual coaching call. The person being coached volunteered and gave explicit permission to have our conversation recorded for this podcast. Great. Well, I was going through your the the thing that you sent me that that kind of gave me an update on where you were, and then you mentioned something in the email about a girlfriend. Uh, is that? Tell me a little bit about that situation.
1: Yeah, I have a girlfriend. I, I adore her. She's um, sweet and beautiful, and a and a, a mirror for me, and has challenged me and and softened me in some ways that I, I, uh, I am so grateful for. She also has two younger children. I have two daughters, um, who are both in college, her children are, you know, middle school and high school. And, um, she's, she's kind of a traditionalist I think in some of her ideals about relationships and the direction they should go in and, um, and, there's a lot of similarities that we have, but we also met through this transitional time in both of our lives. And, and she was, you know, separated, going through a divorce. Um, you know, I'm going through the separation stuff. And so there's some baggage, I think, for both of us from the past and from the dynamic in which we met early on, and, you know, we're trying to work through that. And she and I have done some, you know, like work together with a, uh, a kind of relationship coach, communication facilitator that I think has been helpful. Um, and, you know, I just keep I keep pushing myself to try to show up better. But, you know, I'm still dropping the ball at times and i'm still working through my old habits i think i'm getting i think i'm catching myself more quickly now when things are 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 unfolding in a way that i know would be hurtful or upsetting to her um and i'm I'm just trying to own that more fully and be more responsible for it i love her i mean you know i i do and she's awesome and i want to i want to make this relationship work and it's it's pushed me in these just really amazing, amazing ways. And, it, you know, I worked with a, a, a men's relationship coach and author. Her name's Karen Brody um, for six months this year as part of my work, trying to uh, um, kind of tighten things up there. And that's been great. I just joined another like two month men's group um, meeting once a week. So, I mean, I, I want to grow. I want to change. I'm, I'm all about the, the work and it's just about putting it into practice consistently
0: okay so you've got all this support the coaches and the men's group and relationship stuff Uh, everything you're laying out here this this divorce the business challenges you learning and growing as someone in relationship these are long-term challenges and growth opportunities and then there's also this deeper question of really who are you becoming Mm. and that will impact everything that'll impact how you do relationship it'll impact how you do your business etc so given that we've got just a short amount of time today relatively we don't have we're not going to be able to carry on this conversation for the next few months or year so what would really make the if we could zero in on something what's got a lot of juice for you what would you like to address today
1: well i'll tell you one of the biggest things that came up for me this Summer was I read a book, No More Mr. Nice Guy by uh, Robert Glover. And that was an eye opening, like, you know, knock in the head. I mean, I felt like depressed for three days, like deep depressed in a way I haven't experienced after I finished the book.
0: That's a great review. Right, you want you want that review. I read this book and I was depressed for three days
1: after. <laughs> well, it, it was a, it was this. I don't tend to be somebody who dwells in the past, but yeah. it sent me back to all of these situations, and you know I was able to let go of the sadness because I realized it was a tactic that I was using, and it probably offered me value in some way to think of myself as this perpetually nice guy and you know self-sacrificing um but then i was able to look at the bigger picture and all the ways it didn't serve me in relationships in my business practice in my friendships even in my you know hobbies and other things i'm passionate about and so i'm trying to really figure out what is it like how am i what is the authentic me who's Mm. owning my feelings owning those moments when i'm not feeling good not pretending that everything's okay or saying i'm fine when i'm not um you know not feeling i mean letting go of the guilt Right. That's always been a big story for me. Oh, I'm going to hurt feelings and stuff. And, you know, I know I know the I know where it came from. Raised by a single mom, the martyr who sacrificed everything. I I see it. I was always a good student. I, I have been well liked by most people. And, you know, and I see where it was so painful for me, where I wasn't liked by people. And it was always the same story. How come they don't like me? They don't know me. If they just knew what a great guy I was, you know, everyone would want to be my friends. And so now I get that that's like, you know, Glover called it covert contracts. These ideas that you've got, you think something without consciously thinking it and, the world is going to react in a certain way and they don't know that's what you're thinking. And nobody knows it's a covert contract. Yeah. So for so, me, that's the big thing, I guess, you know, how to continue to show up authentic to myself or discovering who that is in my relationships, in my business practice. Um, so that, I mean, ultimately, I think I'll be happier, more successful, more, um, productive. Right.
0: That can be it, right? That's, oh, if I could just X, then everything else would fall into line. Mm
1: -hmm. Is that right? Yeah.
0: Okay. You know, for some people, it's if I could lose weight, if I could just get laid, or if I could have more money, if I could get out of nice guy syndrome, whatever it might be, we can create that, that place. It doesn't mean our lives don't improve, but I want to just watch out because there's a bit of a trap here and personal growth jackasses can create this treadmill where we're always improving 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 but we're actually not living our lives right and we're not we're actually we're not actually here because we're so focused on who we're trying to be or what we're trying to fix and uh it's kind of kind of weird from coming from a guy who creates podcasts for people around (laughs) improving their lives but that's the trap right
1: no i yeah i get it and for me i'm a i'm a perpetual learner and I realize how important it is to put things into practice, not just constantly be trying to get more knowledge, get more knowledge. It's got to, I've got to be putting it in, into practice. So that's that's where I'm trying to catch myself and 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 change things and slow down and stay more grounded and more in touch with myself and just, just owning it, you know?
0: Um, Are you open to some feedback right yeah, now? Yeah, please. You know, as I sit with you, I feel, I, the sense that I get is the energy is about, you're about three feet off the ground right mm-hmm. now as I'm talking to you. That's not a criticism, but I notice that there's this It's it's you're running hot. And it may just be because we're having this conversation, you're talking to me, we don't know each other and, and that kind of thing. But I just wanna reflect that in this moment. And so what if we were both to just take a second and feel our feet on the floor Feel your butt in the chair. Feel your balls in your pants. And even just relaxing whatever tension might be holding in your face. And just relax your jaw for a second. as we as we move towards being a little more grounded what do you notice what do you notice in your experience right now the thoughts that might be floating around or actual the sensations you might be feeling or the emotions you might be feeling what do you notice
1: well i get in my head about how often i'm not breathing and 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 sitting and staying present and um this is something i i'm trying to be more intentional about I feel like I am doing it best lately at times with the girlfriend or when sitting with patients in my office. Um, I'm trying to be more intentional about holding that space and, and being really grounded and calm for them.
0: So I'm going to press pause real quick. You're doing really good. And what I'm hearing is uh, like a performance assessment. Hmm. So even in this moment, I'm thinking about where do I do this well, or maybe it needs improvement. Right. That kind of a thing. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: That's great. It's just information. Yes. Yeah. So great. So that's, that's this part that's always running and assessing how you're doing. and It's just there. And we're going to say thank you to that part and uh, his assessment is ongoing 24-7 assessment (laughs) yeah go ahead
1: well i was gonna say and that's thank you is what i was feeling in this moment i wanted to say you know thank you to you for seeing me elevated and inviting me to come back down and again now it's an observation the awareness that i have is it's most hard for me in the situations where I'm feeling attacked, judged by someone else, you know, most often it tends to feel like it's coming from my girlfriend now. And so I know if she's in a upset place and it doesn't feel like it has to do with me, it's very easy for me to, oh, now's the time I need to breathe. I want to hold space for her. And when it feels like she's upset because of me or because of something I've said or done or a disagreement, that's where I I know I need to catch it sooner. You know, that's where I I, I struggle to still not be reactive or raise up my tone or become defensive or try to explain or excuse or rationalize, you know, what I was doing. Hmm. Um, so I know it needs to be a continuous process you know a continuous awareness but I think the guilt story for me becomes a big one okay
0: so we'll 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 put a tack in that one for now okay so this explaining of where this shows up we'll say thank you to that And then again I want to just help you come back into this moment and what you're noticing in your experience What do you notice in your body?
1: It's difficult for me to stay out of my head at times, you know, I have moments where I'm into the body and then it's, it's a judgment or something back in my head.
0: Okay. Another judgment or an assessment. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: okay. you're doing good right now or okay. lose it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, you're kind of on the spot too, so I mean, just, we'll just own that, right? It's okay. <laughs> Got it. Um, you up for trying something physical yeah. right now? Uh, what? How about doing, uh, give me 15 push-ups.
1: <laughs> All right. Yeah.
0: Now, just physically, just sensation-wise, what do you notice in your body? It feels a little
1: more relaxed,
0: I think, than kind of
1: the, I felt a little rigid, you know, before in that trying to be grounded and everything firm and square and settled.
0: Right. Okay. And if you had to describe what you feel in your body, if I was a doctor and you wanted to just feel... Something in your body. What, what would you describe then?
1: It feels like things have slowed down a little bit. I, I do feel like my breath is deeper and I feel more, the internal restlessness is less. It's still, I still feel like there's a little bit there and it feels like a little bit of kind of anxiety in the lungs or, or something, you know, like, um,
0: so, so, so go into that. Actually, go go ahead and close your eyes. Mm -hmm. And I want you to just simply get curious if you were here to gather data, not an assessment, if you were just t- going to try and describe what this experience is, take your time.
1: It, it feels like there's a little resistance to being able to take the deep breaths. Mm -hmm. Like I don't, I don't, I don't think it feels more comfortable to breathe more shallow. It just feels like easier in a way to just take the shallow breaths. And so there's a part of me that I, I, I have to be intentional to kind of breathe through that. And then there's like this feeling of like, okay, well, where does that go? Where's that anxiety going to go then?
0: Okay. Describe that anxiety to me. What does that feel like actually?
1: It feels like disappointment.
0: Uh, Put your hand. if If it has a location, put your hand there
1: it's kind of on the left side great yeah around like between like the heart
0: under the heart sort of by the lungs kind of okay if that anxiety wanted to tell you anything or if that tension wanted to tell you something you don't have to reveal this to me if you do not want to but what would it want to say to you Mm. what's it trying to tell you It,
1: I feel like it's trying to tell me to let it go in that I don't, you know, I don't have to be responsible for my mom's or, you know, women and other women in my life feelings, their feelings, their, their. Emotional state or reactions or responses to me.
0: Uh, does that resonate at all for you?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's hard for. It's hard. I think it's, it's a hard thing for me to do, in the moments, and I think it's something I've carried with me for a long time. Mm-hmm
0: um to be responsible for the women in your life their their emotional state is that how we you yeah okay yeah 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 so mom wife girlfriend
1: yeah yeah and you know i have two daughters and so it's got a lot of work yeah and that and again my daughters are both in college and that was definitely something for me in this past year, in this big transition, this moving out on my own was like, I want to improve my relationship with my daughters. I want to, you know, be a better, more stable presence for them. And I have a good relationship with my daughters. I've not been an, you know, absent father by any means, Um, but I see again, some of my past reactivity, um, you know, how the nice guy could come across as scary to young children or um, angry or, you know, um, and and a lot of times I I was uh, angry or upset and just not owning those emotions in a way that was healthy for me or for the people I cared about. And so I'm trying to I'm trying to let go of the guilt around feeling responsible for it, but then also showing up in a better way. So it's not causing or contributing to the pain, the discomfort, you know, the feelings that the women I care about experience.
0: How do you know they experience this? Is this something they've told you?
1: Mostly from the girlfriend right now. Um, and I think that's the big, I mean, that's what feels so valuable to me from that relationship is that she's so sensitive in a way that like my wife who, who were divorced, you know, who were going through the divorce, she's not as sensitive and and feminine and, and soft in the same ways. Like if we ever got into a disagreement, it was and the girlfriend is like, you know, or she's just over the top upset, Um, but but she reflects it back. It feels, it does feel at times like from her perspective, I'm the one solely responsible for it which again is pushing my guilt buttons and my old stories and so then it's me trying to show up in a different way through that and i know i'm having some good
0: moments you know is is her emotional state your responsibility no i mean that's what the books say but how do you really feel
1: I mean, I want her to be happy. I want her to feel loved and I want her to feel loving towards me. I mean, I want to feel loved and appreciated and desired.
0: Sure. And, um, but is it your responsibility? I, I don't
1: think it's my responsibility in the kind of partnership that I want and imagine though I want to show up well. You know and sure. that's that's the thing i guess in my head there's parts of me that feel like oh i always was and then there's another part of me it's like no you were not like you were way off and now it's just trying to you know navigate that and make that work w- with her <sighs> I was going to say, I, you know, one of uh, my coaches uh, I was talking about, you know, with her and had been sharing some stuff and, and uh, was suggested like, you know, your girlfriend's on the spectrum of no maintenance to high maintenance. She's probably more towards the high maintenance Side. And I've been thinking about it. And for me, it feels, you know, it's not about makeup and clothing and accessories, like it feels that it's more of like, high emotional need, in some way, is kind of how I experience that, you know, because she's, she likes to camp and outdoor stuff, like she's not overly, you know girly or or prissy in the ways that i used to imagine what high maintenance meant so i think she has like a a high emotional need in some way and so i'm trying to like balance that by by keeping my authenticity my individuality you know through this transition and um and also being in a relationship with her you know and it's a serious relationship yeah I mean
0: let me ask you something please is it okay if she's upset
1: <laughs> I mean it has to be on on some level she doesn't she you know for her it's not for I mean th- that's I'm, a,
0: I'm not working with her I'm talking with you so yeah. is it okay if she's upset I get that it can be uncomfortable and you don't and you want her to be happy of course but is it okay if she's upset? Can she, is it, is she allowed to be upset?
1: I don't want her to be upset.
0: Okay. And let's talk about what happens for you when she's upset?
1: When it's about something I've done or a story I've done, my initial response is to want to defend it and explain it and try to logically share with her what I was doing because my intention I feel is always really good is coming from a genuine heartfelt space
0: I mean I have another question how do you know if it's your thing that she's like this is this is the part of the responsibility thing so if she's upset and she (laughs) is able to pin it on you you're the reason why I'm not happy right now right is there what keeps you from? Kind of getting sucked into that idea.
1: Well, I think I do get sucked into it. I mean, I think that's the that's the problem, I think, or a big part of the problem for me. It it because because it pulls me into she's she's saying this, you know, that 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 there's hurt in space between us, and it's because I have XYZ, and then the way I get pulled in is trying to explain the XYZ which quickly now doubles down on what's wrong and now it's now it's not what i xyz but it's now that i just abc'd the xyz and she's you know so now we're talking about how poorly i've handled the situation and it's not even the original situation anymore right and how in
0: in (laughs) an ideal world how would you respond in that moment in an ideal world
1: I think my ideal response would be not to defend, explain, excuse, or rationalize anything that I've done and just ground myself, breathe and reflect back to her what she's sharing, you know, acknowledge her discomfort and um, try to, you know, just hold space for that and not not take it on as something personal as that anxiety that guilt um i have to do something differently you know right now and in all times in the future going forward in a similar situation okay
0: we, we have an option here where we can kind of do a bit a little like some teaching and some ideas and kind of give you some tips for things to do if you want to Enter that, or we can we could explore some other things. What what would help you with regards to this scenario? Is it is it that you really want to get better at at in when you're challenged in that moment, or what would help you?
1: I mean, that's that's the thing for me. That's I think that's the area I'm working on the most. I I would like to be less chow, chal- you know, less triggered in my own regard. In better holding space for her because then it's going to come up in the dynamics with my daughters in the future and with my mom and you know potentially with patients in my practice so just okay yeah
0: great so let's just let's consider because we've all been dented up through life that there may be some healing here to do that Mm -hmm. the part of you that gets activated Uh, is an old wound in the same way that you've got a knee injury from football in high school or something. And you know, walking through life that you got to watch out for that knee from time to time if you're doing a move or here and there. Well, in the same way, it's helpful to to recognize, hey, I've got an emotional injury here. I need to be careful in these scenarios because these, you know, these types of interactions can inflame that injury again. So the reason why I bring that up is because mm-hmm. that could be the context for some healing work to do. And also to recognize that whatever I'm feeling may not be about what's happening in the room right now. Mm-hmm. And instead of, if I can take responsibility for that, I don't have to project it on my girlfriend, my daughters, my ex-wife, all the other people in my, all the other women in my life that I'm carrying around this guilt. It's like a pair of glasses that we put on and we just, that's all we can see is all the places where we're inadequate and we need to perform better and you're trying to make up for it. So I wanna just set that. If, if you really feel like you can't, you really can't get over this emotional thing, it keeps getting in the way. That's a wonderful, like, great. You know, when I work with clients and that, if that keeps coming up, I say, you know, I recommend that we work with a therapist and heal that part, then we can get back into the more creative aspects of coaching. Okay. All right. So I just want to name that. That could be a thing there. Are you familiar with the drama triangle? Yes. Okay. So just for review, you know, in any kind of dynamic, it's very simple to get caught into one of the roles of being the hero or being the victim or being the bad guy. Right. Okay. And if we don't recognize that we're in that dynamic, we're stuck in it there's no winning in that dynamic the other part is if we're in with in a with in relationship with a person that's in that dynamic we can't win either mm. so you know it's kind of the best way is to not not to play essentially right. so do you have a sense that I mean are either of you aware of the drama triangle are, are both of you aware of the ways you might be playing victim villain hero with each other
1: I think I have an awareness about it. Um, I'm not so sure that my girlfriend does or would even agree that that's what keeps playing out. Um, Okay. I don't, yeah. I mean, I think in some of the stuff we've done together for the, the kind of communication relationship coaching, I think it's probably come up a little bit. But um, yeah, not, not a lot.
0: Okay, that might be worth researching. I did a video right. on it a while back. I can send you a link to it. It's, it's not that long and it can give you get you started on it. An interview I did with David Emerald, he wrote a book called The Power of TED, which is the empowerment dynamic. It's kind of the flip side of that. That could be yeah. something for you guys to check out. I found that to be eye-opening for both parties, like, oh, wow, this is what I do. I play the victim when I convince myself that the reason why I'm unhappy is because of my partner or because of X, Y, Z. And what I do in that moment is I then remove myself from any ability to do anything. And then I feel helpless and stuck. Right. Right. Okay. So that would be one place to play. We can talk about how you can respond if you are in this dynamic with anybody. But you know, and including your, your girlfriend and she she's not aware of this dynamic. So would that help? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I want to just lay out a little bit of a model here. So when we talk about integrity, the nice guy doesn't have integrity. He gets, if, you know, if, if we think of integrity as a wall that can withstand a challenge, so the wind, right. A, a wall that doesn't have integrity will fall down. Okay. So the nice guy collapses under challenge he, if he thinks, even if he thinks he'll be challenged, right? Oh, I want to try X, Y, Z in bed tonight. But oh no, there's no way that's going to happen. She's going to get upset. If I say that I won't even bring it up. So he collapses even to himself of what he wants. He doesn't own what he wants. He doesn't bring who he is to the relationship. He contorts himself in order to stay, uh, to keep the peace in the relationship. So mm-hmm. th- we want to look out for collapse, whatever I have to do, whatever I have to say in this moment to stop the fire. Okay. That's one side of integrity. The other side is posturing. It's the, it's the, I don't give a damn what you say. It's my way, the highway. It, both of them got it, lose this ability on, 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 in the collapse. I don't care about myself. I only care about you in that regard. It's what it looks like from the outside. And then the posturing is I only care about myself and I don't care about you. Okay. There's a middle way here. It's not about being a bit of either. It's about being, it's about having composure. And this is where I want to help you today is to talk about what composure looks like for you when you're being challenged. And so composure is I get to be me. I get to think and feel and want what I, what's going on for me, but I can also be impacted by this other person. I still care about them. I'm still, and the key word here is impacted. I could still be impacted by them, meaning I might get new information by the, up from them, and that might shape what I'm, what I'm thinking. Uh, their emotional state might impact me. Okay, uh, this is important to me. What's happening here? But nonetheless, I'm still firm in what I want. I'm open to what's going on around me, but I'm still firm in what I want. Mm. Okay. So give me a sense. Let, let, let's play money, money, quarterback with something that's happened recently where you felt like you could have improved it. And let's see if we can, uh, you know, come up with a better response and more, a, a, a response that would reflect more composure. How's that sound? Yeah. Okay. So what comes to mind? Give me a scenario.
1: Well, I, I got a fresh one from, from last night, um, <laughs> okay. so right out of the oven. All right. <laughs> yeah, so, um, and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of layered, which is how stuff tends to be. Um, We uh, were playing game night with her kids. She has her kids this week. And so, you know, creating time together. um, And I had them over to my place and cooked dinner for everybody. And then we were playing Euchre. I don't know if you've ever played the card game Euchre. You play with partners. So it was me and her son, and then she and her daughter were partners in, Her son played a card and as partners, we, we play together. Well, I beat his card, even though he was already winning the hand and they, he immediately questioned why I did it. Reciting a guideline from the game that I had shared with them previously but it was a misappropriation of the guideline. Like it's the, the, the guideline is you don't Trump your partner's ACE. Well, he didn't play an ACE and I didn't play a Trump. I just beat his card in the suit. So it's, but he jumped on me. I immediately responded. And then his mom jumped in and was like, no, you said this. So both of them were, you know, kind of coming at me about what I had said in the past. And then I very kind of more sternly came back and was like, you know, no, that's not, this is not, Trump, you know, and I'm trying to explain to them the difference. Well, she was really upset by that, about my, how I handled it. And, and um, you know, we ended up, I, I softened and was very intentional to not speak sternly or, and I wasn't upset. I was just trying to clarify where they, to me, was what I had said was being misappropriately used in a situation where it didn't apply. And so I was trying to clarify, this is the second time they've ever played this game. So they're learning. Um, And, but I did soften and didn't get, you know, starting more. Well, this morning, you know, she in a text message wanted to let me know that she's still upset about last night. And that feels like there's space between us because of how things went during the card game. And you know I responded with a quick well you know I did raise my voice and it was because you did this so I explained it excused it and now she's doubly mad because of how I responded to her um being upset and this is the same I mean this has happened this is probably the 100th time maybe you know right
0: so it sounds like she does a thing where she lets you know that she's upset but that's it she just kind of hangs that out there
1: And, and and I am it's so difficult through text messaging for me and i've 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 gone over and over trying to explain that that's a bad way for us to reconnect and i've even put out some guidelines and some structure around that but i fall victim to that past dynamic and i don't adhere to my own guidelines you know okay
0: so then let's talk about what you would have done differently through composure knowing that you don't want to do text and all the other things what might composure look like and we'll figure this out together
1: um well the first thing in the game just not
0: the game's history
1: so this morning yep i would have liked to just acknowledge what she shared and asked her if we could have a phone call um you know I mean, that's, I I feel like if we communicate better, at least I communicate better in a, uh, you know, direct talking or in person or potentially through email, um, you know, is a better way for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Great. So if I think I agree with you, If, if you have a preference for especially working out relational challenges, relate don't communicate so this this right. thing would, of trying to work shit out with your thumbs is insane because 90 percent of relating is what comes from tone and body language and all the other subtle cues that happen there you need to relate you need to be sitting in front of each other okay so let's just let's just get that straight i think there's yes. some wisdom in there that you understand that that's a, that's a good thing so I like that you said, Hey, I want to, hey, yes. I, I appreciate that you're bringing this to me. Let's make sure we don't fall into, a, you know, let's, let's get this off a of text and let's, let's talk about this, this, this evening face to face. Okay. Yeah. So you're acknowledging and appreciating her and then let's talk about this at such and such time. And then the second part is that she leaves, she kind of hangs a hook out there with, I'm upset. Boom, that's it. Mm -hmm. Knowing that's a hook for you. If she's Mm -hmm. upset, you're supposed to now jump through this hoop and figure it out and make a difference right now. Right. So how we interrupt the drama triangle instead of you coming in to save the day or going into bad guy mode, right? Where you're kind of screwed either way, is you ask her, does she have a request? Hmm. Do you have a request? So I hear you're upset and things didn't go the way you wanted to or you, you feel distant so what, what would make this better for you mm. now what happens in that moment is we are giving her responsibility what does she want right now can she speak up for that can she bring that to the table as an adult yes now i'll pause here What is that Does that sound nuts to you? Does that sound crazy or inflammatory? No,
1: it it sounds brilliantly simple um, to now, yeah, directly. I mean, because it's a way to acknowledge again and show gratitude for what she shared and then empower her from a place of, you know, humbleness, humility to ask me to do something to help or... You know suggest and and it doesn't require me to defend myself
0: or explain myself right Um, yeah okay and you know again the the big part here is being impacted being open right it's not oh jesus what what do you want right that's not (laughs) that's not it (laughs) right which is we're sending the signal of uh you're a pain in my ass (laughs) get make this go away the other is, Hey, you matter to me. I appreciate you bringing this and what would make it better? Mm-hmm. What would make it better? I appreciate this. Yeah. Now what would happen for you? Imagine sending, you know, that, that becomes the place where you come from. And this is where I ask, is it okay for her now to be in her upsetness until you guys talk? Or is it, what, what happened? Are you going to jump in and try and fix everything or defend it and make it go away?
1: well i I mean i think had i put it out there in that way to empower her i would i think i would sit with it better i think it would feel more comfortable for me you know i mean my current situation is that's not how things went Mm -hmm. things don't feel great you know in, in transparency i tried to call her this morning after it unfolded and she didn't answer the call, you know, so I left her a kind loving voicemail and told her I wanted to talk. Um, but I have concerns now about how long this may draw out, you know, and how little things can, can draw out. And if I had given her a chance to, tell me directly what she needed today, I think it would speed up the whole process. And, and that's, that's what I'm wanting us to get better at is reconciling,
0: you know, does she want that?
1: Yeah, I, I, <laughs> that's a good question. You know, <laughs> I mean, on some level, there's a part of me that thinks she wants us to never need to reconcile. Right. Like for it to be perfect all the time and we never need to.
0: Well, we'd be great if you'd stop being an asshole, man.
1: Right. right. <laughs> yeah. right. That's, yeah.
0: So this is a philosophical difference in relationship. Mm-hmm. And this is a big one. Mm-hmm. It's a real big one. The immature version of us is, well, we wouldn't have any problems if you would stop being difficult. Right. If you just did what I want. Or you know, if you did everything the way I think things should be done, then we won't have any problems. And that's the way a relationship should be. So that's an immature version of this. right? And it's great for selling Disney movies and all that other kind of shit. But the, re- the reality is, is that relationships do have problems and they do have challenges. And so now we develop skills so that we can work together to solve them quickly. right? And we have a shared desire to get back to normal as quickly as possible to get back to an open heart as quickly as possible. Yes. There's a red flag here that I see, a big one, and I don't know a lot of that's going on, but I want to name this red flag, which is there's some kind of power differential that happens if she can hang her upset over you mm. and not respond and not get back to zero. That's a, that's a red flag. Yeah that tells me there's work to be done are we on the same page about what we want in a relationship? Right. Yeah. But it is a place for you to be really clear about what you want. Mm. I want to be in a relationship where when it, when it, when a challenge comes up, we have these tools and we use them. But underneath that, that foundation is a desire to get back to a loving, open hearted place where we forgive one another, where we, where things happen, but we know we give each other the benefit of the doubt. And if that isn't there, that this is about this power thing, or this is about this, you owe me or whatever that, that toxic shit is, that's really good information. Yeah. You mentioned something earlier in our conversation about when we were talking about who you're becoming and wanting more of this, this mature, I can't remember the words you used. I think you said authentic or whatever yeah. it is. We don't wait to live that way. We live that way more and more through each choice that we make. There's not this arrival time. Once I finish this course or once I hire this coach or once I, you know, whatever it is, then I can finally start to do this thing. It's through these little tiny choices day to day and they're polarizing choices. Mm. They will bring certain opportunities and people towards us and they will repel others. People that thrive on drama, people that thrive on manipulation will run for the fucking hills if you do this stuff and you challenge them to take responsibility people that work for you, people that will partner with you professionally, whatever it is, that will run for the hills. Mm. They need that unconscious wounded pattern in order to do their gig. I bring this up because I want to bring this around to where, who you are becoming. Yes, And I want you to s- see that it starts with not a role to play, Oh, I'll act this way. Hmm. But this ability to come back to, I can feel this anxiety in my body. I can feel this tension in my body and I can still choose to come from a place of composure. I can ask this person, do they have a request? Hey, I screwed up. How can I make this right?
1: Hmm.
0: Instead of, you know, the, the knives come out and I'm going to prove you wrong or, you know, whatever. I'm so sorry and I'll, I'll never, it'll never happen again and, or whatever has to happen. Right what's what's going on for you right now?
1: i I hear what you're saying, and the not just playing a role piece really sticks with me, because I think on some level, that's what happens for me. I have these ideas about what I should be doing and then it comes from a place of okay now do it right you know whatever the good guy thing is or whatever else versus that authentically sitting with the feelings experiencing the feelings and then owning it and coming to maybe the same place but from that more vulnerable open and aware place and um, that, I mean that that resonates with me, and that's the first time I've I've kind of heard it said like that.
0: Um, Integrity relies on our wholeness. Mm-hmm. Wholeness being the degree to which you know my well being is not attached to whatever you say or what you do or what you think.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now that's an ideal kind of a thing but what you're talking about is my okayness to walk into a scenario and this person can be upset I could still care and I could still be sad that they're upset yeah I could still be concerned but my well-being like this ground of who I am is still intact I don't lose that ground I don't lose myself right and that's what we're talking about here so so that wholeness the degree to which we can be an uh, in integrity, I won't collapse or I don't need to posture is because I'm rooted in that sense of okayness. Right. Even if you're up, even if you misunderstand me, even if you think I'm an asshole. Right. Oh, that hurts. That's I'm sad that you think that, that you think that I would want to hurt you, but... I know that I didn't, I know that I didn't intend that, right.
1: It, it feel, I mean, it, for me, what I'm telling myself is now I have to be able to sit with my anxiety and potential guilt feelings in a different way. But I have to, because I, I don't avoid them. I mean, they still come up in these dynamics and it's you know me defending myself doesn't make them go away
0: um well let's come back to where we started our conversation today mm -hmm. when you were a few feet off the ground Mm -hmm. that was an attempt to help you actually be with what is so if i'm feeling anxious or i'm there's essentially like, I, it, I can't be, I got to be anywhere else other than here right now.
1: Mm.
0: So I'm going to go into an assessment. I'm going to go into that book that I read or that podcast that I heard. I'm going to go put my nose in this book, whatever it is. I'm going to get out of this moment because this moment is where I can't be. Right. Oh, it's the doorway. I can turn into that. I can turn into my experience and I can actually experience that I was asking you questions around what it actually felt like to be that anxious and you were giving me the stories of what it wanted to say but a lot of times just being with the sensation of it yeah oh it's hot it's it's tense cold it's clammy or it's tense or whatever just actually to feel it when the whole nervous system is saying don't feel this (laughs) (laughs) but it's the it's the doorway yeah We didn't quite get there in that in that moment but if you were to go back and listen to this recording we're kind of touching on all the bases here right. which is your ability to be in this moment and still be okay like i can still feel my sadness i might be crying i might be bawling but i'm still okay right i can feel my anger i'm still okay i don't need to run away from it All of the other things are the promise to escape it. If I get good at this thing,
1: <laughs>
0: I don't have to feel this way. If I get good at being the no more Mr. Nice guy, I don't have to feel this anymore. Right. <clears throat> right. It's, deep. <laughs> it's coming back to I can feel this. I don't want to. But yeah. I can. <sighs> I'm not a boxer. But a guy who gets in the ring, he knows he's gonna get hit. Mm. It's not an accident. He doesn't have an expectation that somebody's, that he's somehow gonna escape that. Right. He can take a punch. Yes. You being in relationship means you're getting in the ring, not in a combative way, but you're vulnerable. Right. from this place of cultivating wholeness what's possible what starts to present itself as a possibility for you I
1: imagine a relationship that allows for this kind of growth and awareness to happen because two people are both encouraging it and wanting it. And, um, it doesn't, it doesn't require a perfection at all, but just a willingness to be persistent and to keep showing up and, and doing that work. And that's, that's what I'm trying to do. Um, and, uh, it's the kind of situation too, where, you know, I, I tell myself, well, even if my partner doesn't change anything, I have the power to keep changing and keep growing, you know, until maybe it, it, there's not anymore. Um, and that's what it feels like happened with the marriage dynamic, you know, but I still feel the potential with the girlfriend for sure. Um and I, I just want to do better. I wish I'd done better last night and today. Um, but I can going forward and I don't, and I don't have to beat myself up or if I do, I can just sit with it. Right. Like that's
0: yeah. I want to come back to this better thing. Sounds like a, I, I smell a trap here and I get the intention of it, but I want to understand what, if you've done it better, what is this, is this part of this world where nobody would get their feelings hurt anymore? yeah, okay. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay so yes we can become more skillful we can be more compassionate but the nature of being in relationship is that we're bound to step on each other's toes from time to time right. it's not intentional so i want to watch out for this sneaky thing where better means we don't have any more problems right that's this exoneration myth Oh, if i just got better at this we wouldn't have any more problems which buys right into her what well, could be her world view which is yeah if you were just better and you quit fucking up we wouldn't have any more problems
1: right right
0: it makes sense why you guys found each other <laughs> if that's the case okay right right to you learn both believe that you are the one that needs to be better and then things would be fine between the two of you mm. yeah Is there something from our conversation that presents itself as an opportunity like you know it's one thing to have these distinctions and to do a little teaching and it's another to then you know the real value of coaching comes from where we try this stuff out in the world we experiment and create changes
1: the role thing i mean doing this as a role again is what the good partner would do like that's an awareness that i didn't i I wasn't able to really to see that i didn't think about it that way you know like oh now pushing myself to be the perfect not so good guy or not so overly nice guy or you know letting go of some of that and the thing is i've heard this in the last few weeks in other areas people have said to me you need to let go of the attachments the you know your worry of concerns about outcome and just be your more authentic self in these other areas of my life and so i think that's that's it and it, it, and, it and in some level it feels like letting go at a deeper level of the nice guy thing the wanting to be like the wanting to be good at things um well,
0: I mean, wouldn't you know, you just need to let go of your attachment to dying and go through life like without any worries, man. Like, it's just it's easy <laughs> to say that shit. So I'm laughing out loud, but how would you do that? Because it turns into a yeah, 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 man. Oh, man. The reason why I'm suffering is that I'm you know, XYZ. It just seems like it's a really good way to be in a first class mind fuck. So <laughs> I want to help you start to break this down into things that you can actually do and experiment and play with. Yeah. Instead of an ideal to aspire to and then assess every movement against that ideal. That's just more suffering.
1: Right. Well, I I mean, I think, you know, in my practice, it's about focusing on the information the education component that i'm wanting to share with people because i do you know webinars and and speaking events to connect with people about health stuff and so not being attached to the outcome oh ultimately this person decides they want to work with me they want to use you know have me be part of their health team to these people we we created a connection they feel connected to me. They understand what I'm saying. They feel heard and understood by me um, and believe that I understand where they're at and can relate to that and then potentially help them, you know, which is different than the standing ovation because I did such a great talk with all this wonderful information and it's about me like that that's what I'm in and, and, and that's what I'm working on uh, you know doing I I don't I would never think of myself as self-absorbed but sometimes like clueless in a way you know
0: well that's kind of the shadow side of the nice the, the Mr. Nice Guy syndrome is that we are constantly assessing how we appear to others right we're in, I think Steve Chandler calls it the room of mirrors. You know, we're walking around. And says, Does my ass look big from this angle? I mean, what are they going to think of me if I say this? What am I going to think of me? This it's it is really a form of self-absorption. It may not just be like that grandiose narcissistic kind of version of look how great I am. It's just more like what do they think of me? Yes, constantly. Yes, and I and I need you to like me, so I'm going to do whatever I can to get you to like me. So it still is this world of am I okay with you? Right. So the wholeness piece you know, coming back to, I I can be okay. I can come from a place of service, see if I can help them out. And, you know, it's up to them. They're responsible for their thing, but I can, I can just, however I can to make it so that I can be of service and and make a difference in their lives versus do they like me? Do they approve of me? I'll be okay once they approve of me. Right. You know, you're describing, we're really describing leadership here. Yes. If, you know, on one level, the purpose is I got, what do I do so that I'm liked? I go through my day. What do I do so I'm liked? And the other is what am I here to create? What is, what is, what is trying to express itself through me and as me in the, in this lifetime?
1: Mm.
0: Whoa, much bigger question. I will be misunderstood. Mm. I will have people that just don't get what I'm doing if I choose that ladder, the, the ladder option there. And it's tough. I'm not saying it's easy, but it it is recognizing that on one level, if I'm unconscious, I will do whatever it takes to be liked and understood. Right. And that's exhausting. Mm. I have a challenge for you. Please. And it's your choice to do it. Okay. And I'm not sure this is the next step for you. <clears throat> But at some point this could be, it would be, and if we had longer, I would, I would want to help you kind of bring this out, you know, kind of help you identify the relationship you want to be in with regards to how you treat conflict or misunderstandings. Mm Mm-hmm. So given that conflict and misunderstandings are going to occur in a relationship, how would you want you and your partner to deal with them? I would want you to, I would want you to create that scenario, that vision. And then the next step would be to talk with your girlfriend and and say, do you want to be a part of this? Mm. Because I see this possible for us. That if there is a problem we get on we meet face to face to talk about it that if there is a problem we recognize that problems arise and and but we understand that neither of us is really trying to hurt one another that there was a mistake and we need to clean it up Mm -hmm. and we also do this as quickly as possible yeah and we also own our part in it we own our responsibility in it you want to be a part of that because we'll have to learn some things we'll have to practice some things we'll have to change some things about how we do it but i would like that would you like that right so you you would craft this vision and then you would invite her into this now it's not just her it's people you work with like it's it's, it's that ability to take that leadership mm-hmm. and then invite people into it instead of hey this is my way or the highway take it or leave
1: it right
0: right it's who wants to play with me here Who wants to play with me here? This could be a really loving, empowering environment. I want to co-create that with you. Yes. That's, again, if we had more time, I'd help you craft that vision, but that would be a two-step process is to kind of lay that out and then also to speak that and make that request. But then you'd have to, it sounds great on paper, but then you'd have to (laughs) do the the work. Yeah. But having that agreement, hey, we're working towards this, which would mean, a B and C
1: yes yes and I I love that idea and I have thought of this to some extent not as completely um but I think specifically in regards to the text dynamic um just because I've seen how that doesn't work when it plays out like that
0: okay and um, even things like that can become agreements right so when the when things have calmed down you can say look the next time there's a, there's a challenge cause there will, there will be a yes. next time I'm not going to respond. I'm not going to get into this on text. My ongoing request is that we will deal with this face to face. Yes. So that there's no other misunderstanding. So if you have a problem with me, please bring it to me face to face. Right. Will you agree to that? Right? Like, and it becomes an agreement between two people. And if you're in a relationship where agreements aren't honored, you don't really have a relationship. Right, and you start to gather data are we really on the same page because our actions would speak that are we showing that we honor each other and we honor this relationship in that way but this is coming back to where you are honoring more of who you are instead of playing this role of what do I do to make sure she doesn't get upset because I can't be with that Right. now I threw that out there what would work for you I, I think it's a great, I mean, I think
1: that's a great idea. I, I I want to be really clear about that. And I want to be in a partnership with someone who were at least exploring these ideas. It's not, doesn't have to be exactly the way I laid it out. Um, but I, I do want to be able to talk about this, explore these ideas and strategize together on how to improve things.
0: I think most when I talk to men around this stuff, that the thing that has them feel trapped, one of the things that has them feel trapped in relationship is this mm-hmm. inability to solve problems with their partner. Yeah. The inability to talk about things with their partner. Like they can talk to other people out on the street about a thing, but if they bring it to their partner, it's going to create a problem. It, you know, it, it gets inflammatory. Right. This is where you, you step into this instead of, boy, well, I hope we can get there one day. You start from there. Yes. Okay. I have an idea. If you're open to it, why don't you take, you decide how long you want to take. And you send me an email that outlines the vision you want for your relationship, whether it's with this woman or any woman in the future. Okay. All right. So when would you, it doesn't have to be a book or anything it can be rather simple, but it's it essentially can turn whatever frustration you got into a request. So the things you don't like, you could flip it. What would I want? This is how you step out of the victim mindset. Okay. Okay. When would you like to send that to me? And again, take your time, whatever works for you.
1: I think um, two weeks would be great. Next week, in, next week, I'm heading to a conference for like five days. And so that'll, in my free time, that'll give me you know, space away from home, away from the the normal kind of demands to really think and dive into it and i think i could email you something when i come back
0: great so i'll be on the lookout for two weeks from today okay and then the intention here when you were ready is that the next step could be that you would sit down and invite her into this possibility and, and ask her what she would like in the relationship yes okay and if you have somebody you see a third party that you see this could be done with them right But again, I'm helping you stay in a creative mindset. No matter what you're committing to the relationship you want, either Mm. it's with her or it won't be with her, but you, this way of being becomes how you you live today, not once you find the right situation.
1: Yes. I love it.
0: Perfect. And again, this will impact everything you do, how Mm -hmm. you choose to do your business, how you choose to do... Any of the other things that you have going on in your life when this, what should I do shifts into what am I, what do I really want?
1: Yes. Okay. I love it.
0: You did great here today. I really appreciate you bringing a lot. Um, Is there anything else that would help you? I know we don't have much time here, but anything else would help you?
1: I know. I really appreciate it. I, I appreciate it just from the get-go, how you started uh, talking to me, sharing uh, where you were going to be coming from and your expectations for both of us. And um, this is great information. I appreciate it.
0: Okay, brother. Hey, I'll be looking for your email in the next couple of weeks. And um, yeah, if anything comes up or you got a question or something, feel free to hit me up.
1: I will, Trip. Thank you, man. It's fantastic to meet you.
0: If these interviews are helping you, please leave a positive review on whatever podcast app you use so that others can discover the show more easily.